Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time of day it might be where you're listening, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. This is your fitness and faith coach, Mike Kipp, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. In this episode of the Fitness and Faith Podcast, the question we will answer is, what is the most powerful muscle in the human body? Do you know? You'll also hear about an interesting kindergarten show and tell. And we'll visit with Bethany Pigott. Bethany is on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Austin and ministers to the student athletes at the University of Texas. I've got a question for you. What is the most powerful muscle in our bodies? Think about it. What is our most powerful muscle? Bicep? Nope. Quadriceps? I don't think so. Glutes? Uh-uh. It's not a muscle for which I will be able to give you many excellent exertion routines. As a matter of fact, it takes more thought than work to train this muscle. Have you figured it out? This muscle is small, but pound for pound, or should I say, ounce for ounce, it's extremely powerful. It can be of great benefit for those who develop it correctly, and it can be extremely detrimental to those who won't concentrate on training it properly. Got it yet? Our most powerful muscle is our tongue. Yes, our tongue is our most powerful muscle. It has the power of life and death. It has the power to encourage or tear down. It has the power to build up or destroy. The words that flow from the tongue, their meaning, their tone, their volume, will inevitably have an effect on those who are near us. Our words have tremendous power to influence our relationships, either positively or negatively. Here's the interesting thing about our most powerful muscle. The training of this muscle is more spiritual than physical. God's word says, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Think about that for a second. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What comes out of our mouths is usually a reflection of that which is in our hearts. Here's another question for you. What do the words that roll off your tongue, the tone of those words, and the volume of those words say about the spiritual condition of your own heart? In athletics these days, coaches film just about everything. The film is used to help coaches see what they don't catch when they are watching the action live. The video account is also used to show athletes what they did well and what needs improvement. I guess actually in the reality of today's world, because of the ability of phones to video, just about everything can be caught on tape, which makes me wonder. I wonder what a day of our words would look like when we reviewed the tape at the end of the day. What would that film look like? Our words throughout the day. 
We should all take some time to examine the words that flow from our most powerful muscle very closely. Because examining our words will give us a great look at the condition of our most important muscle, our heart. It's time once again for a fitness and faith funny. A kindergarten teacher gave her class a show and tell assignment. The assignment was to bring something to represent their religion. So when it came time for show and tell the next day, the first student got up in front of the class and said, My name is Benjamin, and I'm Jewish, and this is the Star of David. The second student stood in front of the class and said, My name is Mary, and I'm Catholic, and this is a crucifix. The third student got in front of the class and said, My name is Tommy, and I'm Baptist, and this is a casserole. Oh yeah. You know you like it. I grew up Baptist. I know exactly what he's talking about. Welcome. This morning we have with us Bethany Pigott from the Austin Area Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Bethany, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, could you tell us a little bit about the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and your role in the organization? Sure. Uh, FCA started in 1954. There was a group of college athletes who came to Estes Park, Colorado for an FCA camp. And at that gathering, they got so much encouragement from just gathering to talk about Jesus and their walk with the Lord. They were split up in what we call huddles, which are basically just small groups throughout that week of camp. And whenever that happened and the encouragement they got, they decided, why don't we take these back to our schools and start huddles on campuses? So that began in 1954, and FCA has maintained really the same model ever since then on um, high school, college, middle school campuses where normally once a week um, they get together for a time of fellowship and encouragement in the Word with one another. And so that's really where it all started, and it's grown now. There's a different area. Um, there's different areas within FCA for ministry, camp ministry, coaches ministry, campus ministry, and community ministry, and all those have their own you know, unique feel, and um, the purpose of each thing is really just to use that influence of coaches and athletes for the cause of Christ, and the platform of sports helps us do that. My role is as a campus director for a college campus at the University of Texas. My husband and I moved here last year, so the role looks a little bit different than a traditional role with FCA. We don't have an area that we cover. Most area reps within FCA have an area where they cover several campuses uh, to develop ministry on those campuses, but we just focus on the University of Texas. So we have more specific things that we do and try to get a little bit deeper in the development of the athletes and coaches um, on those college campuses through discipleship and things like that, leadership training and that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit unique, uh, kind of niche within SBA, but we love it. Well, that's a pretty big campus area, so y'all have got a lot, lot of people to work with. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, can you give us a little of your background and how you ended up in ministry? So after college, my husband and I played sports at Mississippi State University where we were both involved with FCA, and it had a huge impact on our life. And I can remember I found myself a lot of times talking with teammates or my roommates just about the things of God, like just being blown away by connections that he would make with people or just reading truth and realizing like more of who he is and how he was working around me that I remember saying, if I could just sit and talk to girls about their relationship with God and just what God is doing in their life, that would be an awesome job. But I have no idea how I would ever get paid to do that. Um, so then my husband and I got married after, right after college, and he was coaching in Florida at a Division II school there as a pitching coach. And I didn't know what in the world I was going to do with my life, so I was praying and for five months, I didn't have a job. But then I had an opportunity to work with FCA while in Florida. And when I was offered a job, which was an area rep job, which I described was, you know, you have several schools that you cover in your developing ministry. I mean, I'm talking like 20 to 40 schools you could be covering, so it's a pretty um, big job. You're kind of spread thin. I was offered a job like that, and I was just discern, trying to discern if I was supposed to do that, if ministry was for me. And I just remember God just took me back to that time where I said, if I could just talk to girls and minister to them about their relationship with Christ, I think I would really love that. And I love sports. I've always grown up loving sports. So I felt like both my passions were kind of merging in that opportunity, and that's what initially got me into uh, sports ministry with FDA. What was your actual degree from Mississippi State? I got a degree in sports communication, and my husband got a degree in uh, sport and turf grass management. So he knows a lot about grass. Uh, that's, but we, that's what those baseball coaches do. They like to know all about the grass. Yeah. So it fit for that first job for him. Um, but then we transitioned, you know, into ministry as God called us um, out of those seasons into what we do now. Well, can you def de describe some of your physical journey for us, how athletics and the strength and fitness that comes with athletics became important to you? Yeah, I, I've just always loved athletics. I've loved competing. I grew up in a home where we did that. I have three sisters, and all of us got involved with playing basketball at a pretty young age. I started in third grade playing basketball, and I loved it. And then my sister, she started training on just to run um, to get faster for basketball, and I was in seventh grade. And I just would go up to the track with her and run. And I, by doing repeats and things like that on the track, I got faster and I got better. And so by my freshman year, I went to regionals uh, and cross country, and that was awesome. And so I just had this love for com competition. I always loved being out in the front. I hated it if I heard footsteps behind me, like I wanted a huge gap. Um, I did not want uh, people to come challenge me. So I just I learned the value of hard work and work ethic and diligence um, at a really early age. And then, you know, it's kind of transitioned for me as I've matured that God has really used athletics to – teach me more about him, um, teach me more about when I hit that wall that so often I would use my, you know, willpower to try to push through because we're always taught, you know, push, push, push. But really he's got me in such a season of what does surrender look like? So he's teaching me that spiritually, but then showing me physically, okay, when you hit this wall, Bethany, you're trying to exert your own strength when I'm asking you to surrender to me. 
And so that's really what it's meant more a lot lately is that it's been more about, like, what does it look like to worship God? What does it mean to walk in His Spirit? What does it mean to live by His grace and in His grace and submission in His pace instead of my own? Um, So I'm thankful for all those lessons that uh, athletics has taught me. That's an interesting dynamic, us trying to figure out that what surrender and awesome power, how that goes together and and how, you know, God can do more through us than we could ever do for him. Um, Just an interesting dynamic. Now, you said you played uh, something in college. What what sport was that? I played basketball. I walked on at Mississippi State to play Mm -hmm. basketball. One thing good about basketball, you're always in a nice, controlled inside environment. Yes, that's exactly why my mom my mom wanted us to play. She didn't want us to be outside where she had to sweat in the heat. <laughs> so she didn't want to be out there. That's right. I get it. Right. <laughs> uh, why do you think both physical and spiritual development are important for us? Well, I think kind of as I described um, in my last answer, as I thought about as I thought about this, I thought. You know, a lot of times the physical will show you what it looks like in the flesh. And so whenever, you know, Paul compares walking in the flesh to the spirit, especially in Romans 8, I think it gives a really good picture and a contrast of what that means. You know, I can't, I'm just learning so much as I'm learning that surrender within an athletic, something physical that's pushing me. Because I can tell whenever I'm about to like, okay, just, you know, get through this, push or whatever. I know what's going in my mind trying to get me to push. And that's um, just a representation of my flesh. And so when I can surrender and then see what God does in that physical moment where his grace takes over and I'm just resting in him, it really gives me a great picture of what does that look like in my spiritual life in every day. You know, when I'm dealing with my kids or you know, my husband might get in an argument or something doesn't go well in ministry or whatever it may be or just something I'm struggling and wrestling with the Lord with really trying to wrap my mind around what he's trying to teach me I can sense those same feelings of frustration or stress or tension or just hitting that wall and I can be like okay this is what it felt like the other day when I was running and God was trying to teach me about surrender and so what is going on now that I'm holding trying to hold on to that I need to let go so I think it's just a good um picture of like that flesh versus spirit that we all wrestle with on a daily basis right and we are you know we are physical and spiritual beings while we're on this planet so right got to work on both you may have mentioned the answer to this next question just now Uh, what is your favorite form of exertion so i love running you know a lot of people don't understand that (laughs) like why in the world would you just go run for fun but i do love to run because it's just a good space for me to be with the Lord and to worship, really. So that's that's one thing that's changed a lot and why I enjoy it is because it's not about... I know I, I also really love the feeling of getting better and just the, how free it feels to run fast. So I do like to work on like getting faster and things like that because it just feels good. But um, really just being able to worship the Lord in that time is really awesome. I really love that. Right, and I've talked to many people on this podcast that running is their thing, and and almost all of them use that time as a spiritual development time too. And and at Fitness and Faith Ministries, we call that uh, exertion meditation. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where we can spend time with God while we're doing something physical. And then you know, I watched a, a rerun of Forrest Gump last night, and he ran for a long time. 
Yeah. I think yeah. I remember him saying three years, so many months. I don't know. I, I just remember kind of grinning at that at the end of that when he had ran, yeah. ran for so long. Um, how about your favorite form of working on your spiritual self? Uh, so lately it's been more of realizing, you know, in Scripture when it tells us to be still and know that I'm God, that God gave us this incredible opportunity to enter into an intimate relationship with Him through Jesus. And when the veil was torn, that gave us interest into walking with Him closely. And so it's just been a journey to get to this point where I'd be okay with Him being so close to me and near to me. It's taken a process, a series of steps to say, I trust you, I invite you into this place in my life. Um, but the fact that He can speak to us and that we can hear Him and He leads us, so just really making more time for getting in quiet so that I can read the Word and also hear Him speak to me and just listen to what He's saying and obey what He's saying. That's definitely been the most recent thing that um, He's really been growing me in a lot. Good note for all of us. We, you know, we have to find that time to be quiet. And so many people struggle with that in today's world, but so many of that, so much of that is brought on by ourselves. You know, we we got to, you know, get on our phone or flip on the TV or whatever. We can't make ourselves find that quiet time. Really important one for us to do. How about a favorite Bible verse for us? Um, so I just picked Jeremiah thirty seventeen to share this morning. I've got several that I could, but this is probably just where I am in this season of life. It says, the first part says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. And about a few years ago, I had just a lot of things that were annoying health stuff going on, but this really interrupted my life. And God used this verse to speak to me that this was a promise and that he was going to do this. And I remember reading it thinking, oh, this is great. Restore my health. That's what I want. But then the last part, heal your wounds, really was like, I don't know what this is talking about, but, you know, I appreciate it, God. But he really has taken me on a journey that has, there's been things that he has brought to the surface that I just didn't even know was there to, to heal me of, of previous wounds and see that Jesus has been with me the entire time as these things have come up and things that I was holding on to from the past, that Jesus was always there. So I've really clung to this verse a lot over the past couple of years, and I can look at it, and I love sharing it this morning because I can look at it and see his faithfulness, that he's done exactly what he said he would do by restoring help to me and also healing me of a lot of wounds, just free me to be who he's created me to be. So I'm super thankful. Right, and we all have those wounds that we need to deal with. Some of us don't like to... To look there. at those wounds. <laughs> so hopefully people that are listening to this will maybe take a look at some of those wounds and and allow God to do some healing. It's definitely worth it. Well, how about a favorite quote? All this time around athletes, I'm sure you have a few of those. What stands out? You know, I didn't even, I nothing came really to my mind <laughs> about a favorite quote. Um, I do um, love just scripture verses that have, you know, stood out to me, but I could not think of a favorite quote. So your favorite quotes are are quoting your favorite verses. Yeah, most of the time. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. That's that's There's some pretty good quotes in there. Yeah. All right, how about the, the million-dollar question that I ask everybody at, near the end of these podcast interviews? <laughs> if you could only put one thing on a T-shirt or billboard that everyone you know or with whom you come in contact could see every single day, 
what would that one thing be? So I've said that if at the end of my life that people could just look at my life and say, man, this girl just really believed God. <laughs> she might have seen crazy at times, but she believed God. Um, that's what I thought that I would want to just put somewhere. Just believe God. Just take him at his word and just believe him and go for it. Um, I think so often we just, I think it's good to question and contemplate and all those things, but at the end of the day, just believe what he said because he's true and he won't lead us astray. So believe God. It's kind of simplistic, but that's what I would say. Well, since you said that, I'll give you uh, one of my favorite quotes that good. can go with that. And we can just put this in as your quote. Perfect. Strong belief is the most powerful motivation. Mm. You know, that when we truly believe something, it shows in, in how we act, the things we do, the things we say. Um, I always use the example of, of, you know, standing on train tracks. You, you, see the, you see and hear a train coming if you really believe all that we know about you know, mass and speed and, and this train coming at you, you're going to get off the track. Right. You're going you're gonna to respond to that. And, and for what you were saying about believing in God and believing God's word, you know, um, that shows in our action. We, we won't be perfect with it, but, right. but we're sure going to be doing our best to act upon it and make corrections. Yeah, for sure. Well, Bethany, how can, uh, how can people find you and find out more about the FCA? We have an FCA website, austinfca.org, and then if they want, really right now, we don't have anything up and running for our, you know, UT FCA, specifically like a website. If they would like to contribute, they could go to longhornfca.org. My email is bpigott, P-I-G-O-T-T, at fca.org, so that would be a good way to connect if they want to find out more. We send out newsletters once a month just to let people know what is going on on campus and how God is moving. So that's always definitely something they can do. If they want to email me, I can put them on that list to get them further information. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your insight and your work. Um, really thank you for being with us today. When I'm coaching teams and we come to the end of a practice or game, we gather together for a couple of reminders before we part ways. These are your reminders. Be sure to learn about the benefits of being on the Fitness and Faith team, which include our More Through Multiplication charitable giving program by checking out our website at fitnessandfaithministries.org, where you will also find valuable tools and information like our weekly blog study, exertion video links, and links to healthy recipes. It's all designed to help you find your fit. Use the contact page to send us your Fitness and Faith funny or suggest someone who would be a great interview. Thanks again for listening to the Fitness and Faith podcast. And remember, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith.